You're listening to the Raise to Empower podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Kamajis, a licensed clinical social worker with a multi-state online therapy practice. I have a passion for empowering women and mom therapists to break free of the fear, overwhelm, and oppressive systems that hold them back from taking action and building the private practice of their dreams. My goal is for you to boldly believe in yourself as a clinician and business owner. If you're looking for a place to learn practice building strategy and skill while also claiming your own power as a woman and a therapist, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the show. Welcome to this week's episode of the Raise to Empower podcast. If you've been listening to the last few episodes, you've heard me talking about trying to have simplicity in marketing your online practice. And one of the things I've recommended is having three to five strategies that are what you focus on for marketing. If you do more than that, a lot of times we're just not focusing necessarily in strategies that are actually beneficial and maybe we're wasting time or even money. So I really recommend three to five that you're really focusing on. You can go back and listen to the last few episodes, I believe starting even at episode five or six, listen to all of that recommendation from the beginning. And if you've been listening to the last few episodes, you've heard me suggest two non-negotiable strategies. One of them is having a website. And the other that I've not really had a chance to talk too much about yet that I do believe is really vital. And and again, kind of a non-negotiable is networking with others about your practice. One of the things I've noticed when I am talking to other therapists about networking, so often what I hear is this idea that networking equals talking to doctors in their offices or networking with doctors' offices. Now, I'm not saying that having a referral source from a doctor is not an option or is not a good option. It could be a very viable referral source, especially depending on what your niche is and the type of doctor you're trying to network with. But I think many of us put a lot of weight into networking with doctors and we spend money on gifts or even like luncheons to really try to entice them. And then it doesn't necessarily yield the return that we hope for. I've seen a lot of people put a lot of eggs in their basket with this strategy with doctors and feel really frustrated, kind of like, what am I doing wrong? And I don't think you're necessarily doing something wrong. (laughs) I think doctors are just really, really hard to get in with. And I'll do another episode eventually on networking specifically with doctor's offices because there are ways to do it and it can be a viable referral source, but it can be a little tricky. What I want to focus on today is networking, but the importance of networking with other therapists in private practice. This is an area of networking and marketing that I think we overlook and is really underrated. There are several reasons why networking with other therapists is so valuable. Now, if you're a therapist who's already in practice, maybe you've been in practice for a while, I want you to think about how many times you've had a potential client reach out to you for services and either they're not a good fit, maybe they are looking for somebody who treats depression and that is not necessarily one of the areas you specialize in, or you don't have room because you're schedule is completely full, or maybe they're seeking say couples therapy and you don't work with couples. You have this person who's reaching out but you aren't able to provide that service for them. 
Sometimes we even have clients that we've worked with for a while and maybe the area of focus has changed and we're not necessarily a good fit for them. Having connections and relationships with other therapists allows you to easily make a referral or a recommendation to that either current client or potential client. And the same is true in the other direction where maybe somebody else is in practice and it's not a good fit for them, the client that is reaching out to them. And so they know that you specialize in couples and they don't work with couples. And so they're making that referral to you. Building relationships with other therapists helps you to have easy places to refer and recommend to either current or potential clients. Whether you've been in practice for a while or are just starting out, by connecting with other therapists, it allows them to know you and to think of you as someone to refer to. If you are someone who is just starting out or maybe you've been in practice for a little while, but your practice is not full, Connecting with other therapists can be an amazing way to help people know about your practice and to start getting referrals. One of the ways to do that is to connect with therapists who are in a similar niche. And if they are full, letting them know that you can take new referrals. So for example, my niche is working with moms in the perinatal period, working with military spouses, and I'm full right now. So if I knew of somebody who had openings and they were licensed in the States I'm licensed in, and they had a similar niche, that would be an easy place for me to send those referrals to. And that person would come right to mind when I'm getting people asking for an appointment that I don't have open. Connecting with therapists who have been in practice for a while and have that similar niche can be a great way to let them know, Hey, if you have people reaching out that you can't take, or it doesn't fit with your schedule, I'm available. It can also be great to connect with therapists who are what I call like niche adjacent to yours. So for example, if you work with children connecting with therapists who work with couples or even teens or in the perinatal population or with moms, those are therapists who they themselves aren't necessarily seeing young children, but they are working with clients who may have connections to someone who is needing a referral for their child for therapy. I know a lot of people who do work with teens and maybe their sibling needs to be seen for therapy, but that current provider only works with adolescents. And so they would need a referral out. So by you connecting with them, that allows them to have an easy referral source. There are so many providers right now that I know who have completely full practices and are turning away clients. And there are also a lot of providers that I know who are needing more clients. And I feel like this is an easy problem that we can solve through networking by referring out to therapists who need clients and that are in a similar niche or are in a niche that is adjacent to ours can really help that other therapist. And it can help us with not feeling like, okay, I need to just take on more work or I don't know where to send this person. And for those who are needing clients by reaching out to therapists who are full helps us to refer to you and helps you to get your client base filled. One of the other amazing benefits of networking with other therapists is being able to expand your knowledge. 
I want you to think how many times have you been working with a client and something comes up that you aren't as familiar with or isn't necessarily in your skills or your wheelhouse? For example, maybe you are working with a client and they have had a child recently diagnosed with autism. And they are having a lot of questions about this and are struggling to know how to access services or they aren't sure kind of like the language to be using or what to expect. And that's not something that you necessarily have training in. Having a network of other therapists who are there to support you that you can turn to and say, I'm struggling working with my client around this issue. Can you provide either some consultation or help give me language or where I can turn to for additional education or training can be so helpful. Having a network of other women therapists who are there to support you clinically and consult with you can be so invaluable. And it's great to be able to know that you can just reach out to them and ask questions and they will have your back. This work is hard that we do. And we may be experts, but there are times when stuff comes up that we've either not seen or feels really heavy and we just need to process with somebody or to have another set of eyes on the case for us to be able to explore things with. And so that network can provide that for us, that we have people to turn to, that they can help support us in our knowledge, help us stay up to date on whether it's techniques or research or training that's available. The other thing is that while working for yourself in private practice is amazing, it can be really lonely and isolating at times. I love working for myself. It has amazing benefits. And I always am such an advocate when somebody is wanting to dip their toe into the world of private practice. It's awesome. You don't have to answer to anyone else. I never have to ask somebody to take time off. If my kids are sick, if I'm not feeling well, if I want to go on vacation, you're in total control of your career. I love it. I never want to work for somebody else ever again. However, the truth is though, it can also be really isolating and lonely especially if you work from home and maybe you have a completely online practice like I do, you're really isolated, right? Again, I love my practice being online. It works for me. I don't know that I will ever want to do it another way, but I miss having someone down the hall to be able to consult with or have what I kind of call like those water cooler moments to be like, whew, that was a really hard session. Having a network of fellow women and mom therapists that I know that I can go to and get that support and connect with and receive encouragement from, it can make working feel less isolating to know that you're not alone, right? That there are others who are in this work with you, who are supporting you, even if we don't necessarily work together, that we have each other's backs, that we are there to encourage and to cheer each other on. We've all been told we need to network in our private practice, but no one actually tells us how to do it or what to say. Enter Comprehensive Connecting, effective scripts that expand your networking community and actually fill your online practice. This free guide will give you effective scripts to connect with fellow clinicians, medical professionals, and community stakeholders to build strong networking relationships that will help fill your practice. In this guide, you will get tips and tricks for building relationships that will lead to referrals in your practice. 
real life examples of messages used to connect with referral sources and customizable plug and send scripts for your specific practice needs. So download your free scripts guide today by going to bit.ly forward slash comp connecting. Now, if you're sitting here listening, going, okay, Ashley, like I get it. I see that networking is important, but when am I supposed to have time for this? Especially if you are running a practice, if you have kids, it can be really hard to find time to add something else. Maybe you don't have kids and you're like, I'm just really busy. That's, I get it. That's, it's hard, right? When I first started my practice and I was told about networking and that like, it's this important thing to do. When I thought about networking, I saw it as going out and pounding the pavement that I needed to stop by offices, drop off brochures and business cards. I needed to have lunch dates, maybe even go to like a networking event. Those kinds of things take a lot of time. It's not just a drop and go, which if you've listened to some of my other episodes, sometimes I approached it that way. And that wasn't necessarily great. It really is about building the relationship, but even that, right? Like, even if I say, I'm just going to go drop something off, that's not necessarily quick. I have to get in my car. I have to drive somewhere else. I have to find parking. I have to make sure that I have someone to take care of my kids during those times, right? Like it's not as simple as just getting in the car and going somewhere. It takes time. It can be really daunting trying to figure out how am I supposed to fit this additional thing in. Now, I want you to get creative here for a minute and just kind of go with me. I know for a lot of us, our preference may be to meet with someone in person. I've heard from a lot of people, I'm over Zoom, I'm over the screen and I get it. But you can actually build a strong relationship with someone even online. I'm a big fan of what I call a Zoom coffee chat. It does not have to be something where you get all dolled up, where you have to drive somewhere, where it has to be like this hour long thing. You don't have to leave your house. You don't have to travel. This is just a chance for you and this other person to begin building a relationship. When I do Zoom coffee chats, especially at the beginning of forming a relationship, during our first meeting, a lot of times what we'll do is just start to get to know one another. We each kind of share a little bit about our practices, share what needs we have, and then talk about how can we support one another. If I need to refer somebody to you or you want to refer somebody to me, how do we do that? And then we continue to keep in touch. With some people, we have continued to schedule like a monthly coffee chat to kind of continue to check in. For others, it may be an occasional email just to say, hey, thinking of you, how's it going? And if I am sending someone their way, I always will let them know. In building that relationship, we know enough about each other to continue to reach out to one another and to feel comfortable to refer a potential client to each other. The key thing that I think we have to remember when we are seeking to network with other therapists is that it's not simply about kind of a drive by, here's my info, send me a referral. I think a lot of us like to think of it like that. I exchange this business card that that's going to be the thing that gets me a referral. And I know even some of us, myself included, it can feel really awkward to have that initial conversation. And so we kind of shy away from it. But if we want to have that connection, if we want to have referrals, if we want to have support, it really is about building relationship, getting to know that other person, helping them to know who we are, 
and relationships take time and it has to be mutual. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of times we forget is that if we're wanting somebody to send us referrals, we also have to care about their needs too. If you are seeking referrals, you need to learn what this other therapist needs and have a genuine interest in them and about their practice. Networking with other providers can be a great way to build connections. And it can sometimes lead to even bigger things like collaborating on projects, knowing that you have someone to cover for your practice for things like an emergency, family leave, or even maternity leave. Having these relationships with other therapists who understand what it's like for you as a woman, as a mom, as a business owner, as a therapist can help provide support for you in multiple areas of your life. And these relationships can support you long-term. And you need to think of it like that when you're going into building these relationships. This isn't just an initial, here's my business card. The relationship is sealed. We need to look at how can we support each other in our work. One of the challenges that I myself have experienced, and I've also seen this with many other therapists, is the struggle to not feel like we are in competition with each other, or maybe we're even experiencing imposter syndrome. This is something I absolutely have experienced firsthand at various times in my practice, at different times when I'm wanting to reach out to somebody, or even when I'm thinking about going in a different direction with my work and I see somebody else is doing it, when we are struggling with feeling like we're in competition or experiencing that imposter syndrome, it can keep us from connecting with others or even just making that initial step to reach out. And so I really want to take a moment to challenge this thought and this belief that we're in competition with other providers. The reality is that if someone is in the exact same niche as us, they're not our competition. I know it can feel like that, but I promise you they're not. They are not your competition. There is so much need in this world, especially after the collective trauma everyone has had the last three years. There is enough work to go around, even if someone is providing the same type of therapy that you are. If someone is going to work with me as their therapist, it's because they connect with me and who I am. And it doesn't matter if you are in that same niche that someone won't want to work with you. They're going to work with you because of who you are and because of what you offer. Each therapist is different and offers a different approach, style, or experience And we have to believe that we each have something unique to offer and that people will choose to work with you because of who you are. And people will choose to work with me because of who I am. We are not in competition with one another. I know how hard it can be to just let go of these feelings of imposter syndrome or seeing someone else as competition. And so when I have those feelings creep up, What I try and remind myself is two little mantras of collaboration over competition or community over competition. Rather than seeing somebody as my competition, how can I collaborate or support them? How can I create community with them? We all need support. We all do. And I promise you, again, there is so much work to be done that we don't need to be afraid of each other. It is more important to lift up other women and the work they are doing instead of feeling jealous or seeing them as competition. 
there are enough people in this world that tear us down as women that we don't need to be doing that in our field. Because also let's be real. There can be some really judgmental therapists in our field who truly do see others as competition. And so I want to encourage us to flip the switch and view others as community and support and truly lift one another up. We can do this and we don't need to be afraid of one another. I hope this episode has really helped you to think through the benefits of networking with other therapists and the value that it can truly bring to you. So if you're wondering what you can do now, there's two things. One, you can download the free comprehensive connecting guide, which is linked in the show notes, and it gives you more specifics and details and even scripts on how you begin reaching out to other therapists so it doesn't feel intimidating. Because I know it can feel a little overwhelming of where do I even start? Set either a weekly or a monthly goal to reach out to a specific number of new therapists each week or each month and use these scripts as a guide. This is you starting that process of building these relationships. Then the second thing is if you're saying, you know what, I'm ready to have community. I'm ready to have connection, but where do I find that? I encourage you to check out our village community. It's a place for women and mom clinicians to network, refer, and collaborate with one another. We have networking events, guest experts, trainings, and more. So if you're interested in finding community, you can learn more about Village by going to bit.ly forward slash village therapist or use the link in the show notes. Regardless of whether you choose to use either of these resources, I just encourage you to start taking action, begin seeking out other therapists and begin building those relationships. I really appreciate you taking the time to listen here today, and I will see you back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Raise to Empower podcast. Check the show notes for all links and resources mentioned in the show. If you found today's episode helpful or inspiring, be sure to share it with your therapist friends. And don't forget to subscribe to the show and leave your five-star rating and review. It truly means so much to me and will help us get our message of empowerment out to other women and mom clinicians. And I'd love to connect with you in our Facebook community. So check out the show notes for the link or head to bit.ly forward slash raise to empower to join us. I'll see you back here next week.